Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Uh, I hope you're all prepared. Midnight's night. Now, we know the cost of living is bad enough as it is. And the government always gives us this argument that they're not in control. You know, there's nothing we can do about energy prices. It's, you know, a free market and all that. But there is something they can do about the prices going up tonight. Because they're completely in charge of it. Because, of course, it's to do with excise duty. So there's three price hikes will take effect from midnight tonight. For fuel, waste disposal and hospitality. And the increase signal an end to the reduced taxes on motor fuel at a time when motor fuel is going back to the ceiling again. They only paid 174 for diesel the other day a litre. And VAT for the hospitality industry, which will overlap with new charges for unrecycled household waste. For motorist petrol, excise duties will increase 7% per litre on diesel, uh, or sorry, on petrol, while diesel will be an extra 5 cent. Meanwhile, agricultural diesel will go by 1 cent. The excise duty on fuel was originally reduced, as you know, by 20 cent a litre of petrol and 15 cent a litre of diesel back in March 22 to combat the, combat the soaring prices, which are still soaring. Because they went back down, but now they're going back up. So they're big, really big bad timing. Of course, originally it was blamed on the invasion of Ukraine. That's not really the case now. While the excise duty increases from midnight tonight, price increases uh, at all pumps will not be immediate. You can be guaranteed, it's according to the paper, you can be guaranteed they will be immediate. As soon as the garages believe they can charge the extra money, they will. That is because the excise duty is charged in wholesale supplies of fuel and it must be, it may be days before the forecourts, according to the paper, will see the existing stock of fuel being increased. Separately, the 9% VAT rate on hospitality and tourism sector will expire at midnight and return to 13.5%. Now, the Restaurant Association of Ireland has described the move by the government to increase the 9% VAT rate to 13% for midnight tonight as nonsensical and claimed it will close the doors of many on low-margin restaurants, cafes and food-led pubs across the state. Well, anyway, the price to go up tonight, but here's the thing. If you thought for one minute the government cared about how you're surviving through the cost of living crisis, well, then don't be fooled anymore. Because the government today could have easily turned around and said, we won't increase the VAT of the hospitality sector and we won't increase the excise duty. Because after all, we're making a huge amount of money out of petrol and diesel at the moment because we charge VAT on that thing on the already increased price. You know, and also, I suppose the hospitality industry is somewhat back to where it was. So the government are making money on that already at the 9%. So why increase it to 13%? All of that will have a knock-on effect. If the price of fuel goes up, of course, the price of the food on the shelves goes up because the food has to get there somehow uh, through haulage, which will increase their prices too. So this will have a massive knock-on effect as it did last year when we saw the energy prices going up in the first place. So this is something the government can control. So if Michal Martin or Leo Varadkar says there's nothing we can do about this, they're wrong. There is something I can do about it. They can reverse that decision very easily. But to find out a bit more about it, um, I am joined... Oh, sorry, I do apologise. My box is too small here, I can't see the name. I'm joined by Patrick Connor Scartine, who's a Fida Gale uh, counsellor in Kenmare, and also Paul Travaux, the celebrity chef, and they both joined me on the line. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Niall, how are you? Good Thanks, evening, Niall. Okay, first of all, I'll go to you, Patrick. I mean, 
Fine Gael would claim, you know, it's a free market, blah, blah, blah. That's the excuse we'd be getting up to now. This is something completely in the control of the government. They know the general public are already struggling with the prices when it comes to energy, et cetera, et cetera, and the, and the price on the forecast. And also the restaurants and hotels have gone through the ceiling, the prices, of course, because they need to keep the, or keep down the losses. And yet they're doing nothing about it. They're willing to let the, the general public suffer even more. Yeah, look, I... I call upon them to reverse the decision in the uh, upcoming budget. Um, I know now it was initially brought in as a, a temporary measure um, and we lo- lobbied hard for the retention at 9% and I suppose there, there, was, there was a few extensions but look, I know of so many uh, smaller cafes, restaurants, uh, you know, bars serving food and smaller family-run hotels. They're really struggling um, you know, with the, with the, I suppose, look, there's a, a number of factors there uh, across the way. Uh, there's like cost of electricity, oil and gas and foodstuffs and rent has increased or, you know, stayed the same for many. The wages have gone up as well because... The insurance you know, has gone up to the ceiling. Trying to, yeah. trying to retain and attract the staff, you know, it's difficult and it's genuinely struggling, you know, a lot of them. And um, I suppose, really, the, you know, it was brought in and it was a very welcome measure, you know, uh, when the Ukrainian crisis was on and, and, um, and it's still on, really. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, when the hotels are closed and the pandemic, but all in all, it's, uh, it's, it's very disappointing and very frustrating, really, across the board. Like, I'd be, I'd be very familiar now with all around the ring of Kerry, uh, Killarney. Yeah, he's a good man, um, isn't he? <laughs> that's right. He's a good man, Paul. Paul, sorry, I don't want to speak Paul. about you in the third party, Paul. But, Paul, you must be deeply disappointed that they haven't reversed this decision. You know, I'm, I'm I'm gone beyond disappointed at this stage. Um, and like, I mean, I'm really aware, obviously, that every household is struggling to make ends meet, and and here they are listening to another restaurant tour going on on the radio, going "Woe is us!" yet again. And it's just, it can be summed up very simply that this current government couldn't give a flying rat's arse about anyone in this country because they can, as you quite rightly pointed out, they could easily control this right now. And they're not, and they don't care. And we've had senior politicians from Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, turn around and say that restaurants are gouging, hoteliers are price gouging, everybody is price gouging. I'd give them anything to come down and try and run my business and make us survive. There, well, there, is, there, is, there is no doubt some hotels are gouging. There is no doubt about that. Well, look, there's, yeah, look, there's the basic law of economics of supply and demand. And what this, and what this government has done is they have driven up the demand by cutting the supply, by bringing in so many refugees and asylum seekers into tourism accommodation, which I said over 12, 14 months ago was the biggest mistake that they ever could have done. But it was this typical government who said, Asher, ah, sure, look, it's an easy solution. We just belt away here now. We figure it out as we go along without doing a, an ounce of a feasibility study as to how it would decimate so many small rural towns in this country. And that's exactly what's happened. You've got small towns, small villages that have anywhere from 20 to almost up to 100% of their hospitality accommodation has been given over. And they're now trying to turn around and say, listen, should we just put the vat up again on these already absolutely decimated businesses? It is more than the nail in the coffin. This is, the coffin has been lowered, the soil has been thrown back down, (laughs) and we've already had the wake. That's what this government have done, because they don't care. 
They don't give a damn about the small business. And I'm not going to come on the radio and just shout and scream for the sake of shouting and screaming. I'm doing it because I thankfully I have a very big platform on social media. And I'm saying, I'm talking to so many small businesses all around the country all the time. And they're all feeling this. And it's not just a simple pinch or what am I going to do? Or here, we'll just dig deep. This is like, I'm, I'm gone. I'm going to be gone here. I'm not going to get through this winter. It's just not... It's not possible for me to keep trading. I mean, Patrick, it's very difficult to have faith in a government who know that the country is already financially distressed. They're they're making, let's be clear about it, when it comes to, say, even the energy prices, they, on the price on the forecourt, although they reduced the excise duty last year, the price of fuel at that time was 210, if I remember rightly. They were making 23% VAT on that. So they weren't really losing out. And they haven't really been losing out because the price hasn't dropped below 145. Now it's back up to 170 or 80. They're making 23% VAT on it, which is a lot more than they've ever made before in relation to the overall turnover or take on fuel on the forecourt. And yet they're willing to put it up knowing that the general public are already at the pin to the collar. I'll come back to the restaurants in a second. But so why are they making these decisions? It's almost like they don't care. No, look, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Do you know what? It's, it's adding to the cost of the consumer, and that's driving prices up and adding to the cost of living. And especially then you're reducing the competitiveness as a tourist destination. Like despite the weather, a lot of people, you know, stayed in Ireland this year. Um, and, you know, like you want to encourage them to stay, you want to encourage more people to come in, but having this was, will really reduce competitiveness, you know, and, uh, but not only, not only is the cost second, of your hotels, yeah, but not, not uh, only is your, in, in, yeah, okay, I get that, but not only is your hotel accommodation now in, you know, the Ring of Kerry or wherever it is you happen to be going, going to go up now by a few percent, it'll go up by a fair amount actually, um, the cost of getting there in your car is going to go up as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything is just going up and, and that in turn, of course, has a knock-on effect to the cost of food on the shelves, you know, and we're trying to control the cost of living and yet we have a government who are putting up prices. Now, they can't turn around on this occasion and say this is out of our control, as they did with the energy prices initially. This is completely within their control. And yet, it's just a flagrant disregard for the people. Look, there'll be, I'll tell you, I know of places now and they will be closing in Kerry. Uh, and, and, and that's a fact um, as a result. You know, like, it's just a combination of factors, but they really needed that retention at 9%. And now that it's gone back up, I mean, like at, when there's a cost of living crisis, it's, it, it's, people are really struggling. So, look, I, I would be thinking, look, there'll be fierce pressure put on and I'd be very... But the, pressure, know, just, but the pressure has already been put on by the Restaurants Association. It has, look, I suppose... The chief the, executive the, the of the Restaurants Association, Aideen Cummins, has been putting right, pressure on. Irish, yeah, and, and yet they, well, they're not listening. Pascal is not listening. Look, it, I'll, I'll be trying to get it through to, to Pascal uh, and our, I suppose it's Michael McGrano in particular. But yeah, sorry, um, Michael McGrath. Sorry, apologies. You know, but like, it, it, look, the the doll will be sitting back again, and there's many of them rural rural based TDs there, and whether it is Galway or Donegal or Mayo or Kerry, they need they need to put the pressure on the the the, the ministers in relation to this and just outline the the seriousness of it and, uh, and, and how people are struggling. Yes, I apologize. With, with, with the greatest respect, we, we, we can't accept that. They need to start putting the pressure on. It's done. It's done. In three hours' time, the VAT rate goes up. They tell us about that they can't drop the prices in the, in, the, in the forecourt because they hedged the price of fuel when it was up high, yet they can whack the prices up straight away when they bought the fuel that was low. 
So these guys, they don't care. They couldn't give a damn if we were to put as much pressure on as we, whatever we can. They Look, don't give a damn. Was a lot of here's, no, hang on a second. Twitter. Here's, yeah, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It didn't work because they don't care. Full stop. They don't care because if they did care, they wouldn't be doing it. So here's what's after happening in this country here. We have a bunch of guys up in Leinster House that are so blinkered with their mentality on how to run a country that all they look at is the bottom line. And they will turn around. The multinationals are flying. Corporation taxes flying. Our bottom line is yet again, I don't know how they get their budget and their forecasting wrong every single year. We'll probably come in another 10 billion over the, estimate, over the estimation. And they don't give a damn about anyone else because bottom line looks good. And bottom line yeah. is everybody that's doing really well and everyone else that's struggling is me, you, the guy who's listening into the radio right now who can't afford to buy new shoes for his kids going into school, who has to decide what do I do? Do I feed people in my family or do I put the heat on during the winter? They don't give a flying rat's ass about anyone in this country because if they did, none of these things would have happened. And it's beyond yeah. frustration. I'm Well, hang on, lads. And just, this is not just to remind people, this is not the end of it. You've got more green tax coming in soon as well. So this is not the end of it. it, it things will go Niall, up again. And, well, and you know, I a suggested just, the 12% thing I would say increase in have, wages in they January. Have, they, had, they, did, they did really help businesses and, and, and the general public during the pandemic and businesses when they were struggling. And well, they to had to, they had no choice. What do you mean, to be, to be fair? Uh, with did, the greatest respect, no, hang on, we would say to be fair to them, they had no choice. They had to help oh, businesses no, because that, the economy would have collapsed. They did, and look, they did. But look, I think, I think this is a, is a big mistake. And uh, as I said, look, like, but it's too late for, for it now to come in a few hours' time, but in the budget, like, surely, but God, they should... Like, it was going up and down. And we are you, are you, I mean, Patrick, with, with respect, Patrick, and I, I'm not mean to have a go at you personally, but are, are you proud to be a Fine Gael councillor tonight? I'm very proud to be a Fine Gael councillor. And, you know, whether you want to put your name on the ballot paper or, or Paul, you're very welcome to, you know, it's that's what we're there for. We work but I, hard I, don't, I, and, I would uh, find it difficult to be part of a government or part of a party, a political party, that, you know, watches what's going on in this country where, as Paul rightly said, you have people who make decisions tomorrow morning. Do I buy a new pair of shoes for the kids for school or do I put diesel in the car so I can get to work? Yeah, I mean, I don't want, I wouldn't want to be part of a party that basically is playing a role in that. Now, I accept there are things they have no control over, but there are things they have control over. And this, at midnight tonight, these increases, these three increases, they have complete control over. But yet, they, as Paul rightly said, it's almost like they're disconnected. I mean, Leo, Michal, I'm not too sure about you, Patrick. I'm sure you're a councillor, you're not on massive salary. But certainly the rest of them in Leinster House are on salaries, you know, huge salaries, particularly TDs and ministers be on salaries of 180 grand. So they're disconnected. They don't run down the stairs in the morning wondering that they've got 20 quid in their pocket for diesel. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I believe look, they're I, disconnected. I, I told, look, I, I'm, I'm a county councillor, right, elected in Kerry and, like, uh, you know, tourism is, it, it accounts for, uh, I think it's 20% of our workforce. And like there's 9,000 people in Kerry directly involved in the tourism sector. So look, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. I'm very, you know, I, I, as I say, I represent around the ring of Kerry. But look, uh, it, it, it's out of my control in that regard. But look, you know, we work hard with, with the tourism sector as much as we can now. There's a certain element that the council don't have an involvement with. But all in all, look, it is, I'm very disappointed with it, very frustrated with it, and uh, I'd be, you know, doing what I can at my level now. In, you know, I've, I've previously raised notice of motions at Kerry County Council. That's as much as we can do at our level, but look, they haven't taken heed of it. Uh, please God, they'll take heed of it now, you know, come the budget. 
So there's, there's is, no way there's no way they're going to increase VAT from midnight tonight and then reduce it in four weeks' time or six weeks' time when it's the budget gonna, is. That's not this happen, is done. Though. This, this, well, this look, is a done deal. That's what I call for anyway. Do you know? I know, but Patrick, I'd gladly march up to Leinster House with you and anyone else who wants to come with it. And because this is the only way it's going to stop. This is the only way we're mm-hmm. going to change things. And the Irish That's people cool. say nothing, do nothing. If we would, we could piss and moan all day long in a bar, and if Leo Varadkar or Micheál Martin walked in, 99% of people would get up and take a selfie with him. We're, we're the most ridiculous nation for trying to solve anything. When nobody stands up. Everyone's afraid to speak the truth. Everyone's afraid to say what's really on their mind in case of a repercussion. Thankfully, I don't care about any of that because I'm looking at, let alone me, and, and we're in a very lucky position in Trevos in Killarney. Very, very lucky. We've, we've beaten the banks. We're done. I don't, I don't have that pressure coming down to me. Like, But I'm talking on behalf of every other business person that is telling me I'm gone. I'm, I, there's no way I'm getting through this winter. I'm about to lose everything. I have business people that are in tears talking to me saying, what, what have I done wrong? And I'm trying to tell them they've done nothing wrong. We're being governed by a bunch of clowns that couldn't care less about the general public in this country because all they care about is the multis, the corporation tax, and saying whatever they have to say to their EU guys who are telling them what to do. And all what we're seeing in Ireland, you cannot tell me everything is worse for the common man or the common woman or the common child in this country. Everything is worse. Okay, well, let, well let, me ask, let me ask you a question, Paul. To be fair, and to put balance on it, it's very difficult to put balance on a subject like this, but the argument from the government will always be in relation to this particular tax, for example, in relation to restaurants from 9 13%. It was reduced as a temporary measure going back a few years ago uh, to help, of course, restaurants get through the tough times. And every single time they've said they want to put it up, there's been resistance. And the argument always from the government is, well, when is the right time? So do you believe there's ever a right time to increase that tax again, or do you believe it should be permanently left at the 9%? No. So, so it's def- right now is definitely not the right time. And 100% that, listen, whatever the VAT rate is, is whatever the VAT rate is. I couldn't care less if the VAT rate was 2% or 100%. We just work our margins based on it. This is all about, yet again, here is another increase for the small family-run businesses that are right now on their knees. So take Killarney, for example. We're down 40% of our tourist accommodation to asylum seekers and refugees. And you can think about that, whatever anybody wants to think about it. But for facts for me inside in business, all that means is we're down 40% of our footfall in Killarney. I'm talking to other people that are in Westport, that are in Yall, that are anywhere from 60, 80 to 100% down in their tourist accommodation. So there's no tourists coming into certain towns around this country because everything has been given to the refugees and the asylum seekers. And now... Whilst they're down all that possible turnover, we now want to put VAT up. And I know it only sounds from 9 to 13.5%, but it's in effect a 50% increase on the VAT rate. That's what these small businesses now have to put up with. So now is certainly not the time to put it up. So when all the refugees are gone back home, and when all the asylum seekers have been given a job, because this government are utterly useless at processing these refugees and, and asylum seekers' applications, when all that is solved, then whack the VAT up to 20% for all I care, because we're going to have a lot more footfall and a lot more tourists in the country. But now, I mean, I, I know, I did, I did speak to a restaurant, I, I can't remember, Jane might remember, there was a restaurant on the air when it was going back about six weeks ago, we were talking about the VAT rate going up at the time, and he was in Sligo. And he said in the town, I can't remember exactly what the town was, but in the town in Sligo that he was in, um, he reckoned 40 to 50% of the tourism was gone because of the lack of hotel accommodation, which was taken up again with asylum seekers and refugees. No harm to them. That's not their fault. That's the government's fault. Um, but he said because of that, you know, he lacked the American tourist, Patrick, coming into his, you know, which they, they relied on. Him and two or three other restaurants in the town, small little town, relied on tourism and people staying in those hotels. And they'd get a bit of footfall from those hotels every single 
single night and they're now getting practically nothing. It was actually, yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, Ayla Vaughan restaurant, Anthony Gray I was talking to at the time. Oh, absolutely, I know Anthony. Yeah, yeah. And he's spot on. He's 100% right. So like I said at the start, I don't want to be coming on sounding like I'm shouting and screaming and looking for more and more. All I'm doing is pointing out that if we keep doing what we're doing, which is exactly what we are doing, well, then the consequences is that so many small businesses are gone. That's the consequence. So if they think they're going to increase their VAT revenue by increasing up the VAT like this, they're in effect actually going to... Well, I mean, well, it's not, but it's not just the small restaurants I mean, that are gone and the small businesses that are gone. You know, I mean, Patrick, we're damaging our own country because hotel prices will go up. Um, the cost of diesel and petrol, obviously, going up is going to have an effect. That'll have an effect, a knock-on effect, of course, of, on food on the shelves because the cost of getting the food there will be more expensive for haulage companies. It all has a massive knock-on effect. At a time when we're trying to reduce... No desperately reduce the cost of living. The government are increasing the cost of living. No, sure, I said that already. Do you know, like, it, it, is, it is adding to the cost of living and it is driving prices up. And uh, ultimately, it's, it's the consumer that's going to suffer, you know. Um, but look, I suppose you'd get mixed messages in, in relation to tourism in Kerry. Look, some people are saying it was relatively okay. Others, for others, it was a disaster. Um, but... You know, it, in certain parts, it's it's been it's been pretty okay. Uh, you know, from the tourism sector, they would tell you, I don't have any exact figures. Maybe the restaurants or the hotels associations, you know, might ha- have exact figures on that. But no, it's uh, Patrick. Do you think the government? Straight question for you. Do you think the government care about the people? I do, of course. I I think I think they've been a good government. Um, I think they've been very good to. Uh, you know, as I said to businesses when they were struggling, they've, they've handled the economy very well. You know, they're 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 a caring government. Um, uh, but look, this is one this is one measure of them in general that I'm not happy with. You know, uh, but by and large, they have been a good government um, and they've served the people well. And look, we you know the people Paul, will as have a businessman. The people will have a, an opportunity, you know, in the general election in twenty twenty. Well, I, well I, I don't think I don't think the people do. Decision on it. Well, I don't think the people. You know? I don't think the people do have an opportunity because I think we have four political parties, main political parties, who are all cheeks of the same arse. So I don't really believe. I don't really believe the people have an opportunity. I think we're just voting well, for the same. You know. Yeah, and, well, and also look, just just it's very important no, to I, give I suppose, a bit of balance. I suppose, I mean, what, I mean, realistically, what's the difference between again and Fianna Fáil? There isn't really a difference, is there? And Sinn well, Féin, you, you, you don't think the like either of them, I don't think, that's for sure. I'm not a fan of any political party, so I'm not, I'm not leaning towards any of them. What I'm saying is, sure. when, when they're all you know, singing from the same hymn sheet, and nobody, we, we had a time in this country, Patrick, you're, you're, you're as old as I am, I'm sure. I don't know how old you are, but you're, you're probably as old as I am. But in say, I remember a time in this country when we had opposition to government, when we had political parties who would stand up to government and say, no, you can't do that. That's not right. We don't have that anymore. We have four main political parties who are practically just agreeing with each other all the time. I don't think that's fair on the people. Well, I don't know. I think, I think the opposition are doing the job as an opposition. The government are governing. Like before you had single party government uh, for many, many years, uh, that changed in the 1980s. Uh, then I suppose since then you really you've had a lot of coalitions. Um, I even remember Fianna Fáil under Bertie Ahern had huge uh, numbers. Um, but look, going forward, I think our political system it's you know it's become more fragmented. But that's nothing unusual throughout Europe. Uh, it's mostly coalitions now. You know, so um, I think I think our voting system is is a lot fairer than they have in the UK or the or the states for that matter. 
uh, the PR system and it's probably resulting in, in a mix of ideas and policies that are going into to, to form a government. But um, yeah, look, we, it remains to be seen. But look, I, I, I think they're working hard. Um, I'm very disappointed with this this one, uh, particularly for Kerry. Um, but look... Mm. Well, Paul, Paul just finally, finally to you, Paul. Uh, you know, it all can't be bad as far as Patrick is concerned. The government are doing, generally speaking, a good job during COVID-19. Uh, you know, they help businesses out. Mind you, I think they had to because otherwise the economy would have just collapsed altogether. But they help businesses out and they've done a fair job at keeping the economy going. And of course, you know, we're a reasonably wealthy country considering we've been through a pretty traumatic financial time. So they've done a good job from that respect. Well, I tell you what, I, I just as well, I don't have any points on me to say what I'd really be thinking about that. But we have a HSE that's in an absolute crisis. We have a housing crisis. We have a staff shortage in all our front line from nurses, from guards to teachers because it's too expensive for them to live anywhere near it. We have an economy that's flying on one side of the world, but on the other side, which is the small self-employed businesses, is absolutely decimated. We have a lot of people that don't know how they're going to survive from paycheck to paycheck. So when you tell me that this government are doing a great job, no, they're not. They're bringing in all kinds of that you can't think, you can't say something, that the, the, the stuff that they're coming out with at the moment, none of them, not one of them can define what a woman is. And you're telling me that this government is doing a great job. They're, they're, they are so far removed from reality for the common man. I find and that, I find that actually, I find that quite funny at the moment that every, every government minister that's been asked what a woman is is sidelined and, honest, not, and not answered Absolutely. the question. Do you, do you know what I don't get? Do you know what I don't get, Niall? I don't get what they're afraid of. I, I mean, have no idea. So, like, who is well, but, but just, but just before you so both go, okay, here's just a voice message that just came in. Let me just play this. Hang on. Being familiar with it and being affected by it is two different things when you're speaking to a councillor or a TD. There's a difference between um, being, being familiar with it and being affected by it, and not one of those is affected by it. Okay, I, I think that's the general consensus, lads, that because, you know, government ministers are on large salaries and obviously have expenses paid, um, that they're not affected by things like that. So maybe you know, no harm to them, but they don't understand yeah. the ramifications for, you know, the average Joe Soap. Look, I think, I think they do. I think they understand, I think they understand, like, they put their name before the people, right, in whatever constituency, be it an urban or rural constituency, they put their name before the people. The one thing about Irish politics is uh, they are familiar with the issues on the ground. They are familiar with people that, 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 that uh, you know, what people are struggling with, etc., it's you know in Ireland like so many people have access to their local uh, um, parliamentarian. They have a fair idea of what's going on, and a lot of them come from backgrounds, a mix of backgrounds. You know, so look, I I, I wouldn't agree with that uh, sentiment. Mm. You know, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Do you-, I, do you know what I think is? Yeah, I think it's really important that that, that we have to get like it, it's wrong to criticise a politician's salary, in my opinion. Because anybody can be a politician. No, I'm not, I'm not, criticize, I'm not criticizing the salary. Fair play to them. If yeah. you, I'd earn 180 like, grand a year, I'd be happy I'd, to earn it. Like, I'd much rather pay them a million quid and hold them accountable as opposed to be saying, listen, and to be able to fob off stuff and say, that's not my fault, it's nothing to do with me, when it was you 
who voted it through when it was you who, who processed it when it was you who brought in the legislation. So I'd much rather pay them five times the amount they're on and hold them accountable. And I, I don't, well, Paul, I don't think, I don't think people are criticizing politicians' salaries, but what they do say is that when you're on a larger salary, you may not have the same understanding of how the other half lives. Isn't it? That's kind well, of what yeah. people are saying. It's not that they're criticizing. No. I mean, look, if you want to be a, you know, a, a pilot, you can earn 250 grand or a, or a, an oncologist or a doctor, you can earn 500 grand a year. You know what I mean? So there's there's nobody suggesting people don't deserve the wages they get, apart from RTE. No, while, while, <laughs> while we're on it there, we'll, we'll, we'll ask them for an increase in the councillor's wage. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're nowhere near those guys. You get, get a job, Patrick, get a job in RTE. I believe they pay good money in there. That's it, that's it. <laughs> Listen, i got to thank right. both of you coming on the air. Paul, continued success in the business. I know this is a tough time for you all. And Patrick, I appreciate you coming on the air and taking a bit of stick as well. All right, thank you very much indeed. Not at all, not at all. Uh, Patrick Connor Escartine, uh, Fianna Gael Councillor in Kenmare, and also Paul Travaux, the celebrity chef. Now, enough with the celebrity chefs and the politicians and the councillors. What about you? As I said already, from tonight at midnight, your life is about to get more expensive. If you decide to go to a hotel for the weekend, that's going to be more expensive. If you go out for dinner over the weekend, that's going to be more expensive. If you go to a pub, it's going to be more expensive. And you get a bit of food, it's going to be more expensive. If you put diesel in your car just to get there, it's going to be more expensive. All controlled by the government. Don't for one minute let them say what they said about the energy crisis, for example. Oh, there's nothing we can do about that. We can't intervene. It's a free market. This has nothing to do with a free market. This is increasing the VAT rate and bringing back the excise duty they kindly took off last year to try and help out the energy crisis, which is still existing. Now, you think that's bad now? Wait till the winter comes and the colder months comes and you're back buying heating oil, gas and electricity. They're all going to affect you very badly. And as Paul Trevo rightly said... You have to make a decision sometimes to put shoes on your child's foot or to put 20 quids worth of D's in the car so you can get to work. That's not, like, that's not a decision you should be making. When you're working and paying tax, you should never have to make that decision, ever. You don't deserve to be in a situation where you're making that decision because you're working. You're working hard. But you are making that decision. So whose fault is it? What I want to know is, I don't want to know whose fault it is. We all know whose fault it is. The government, they made the decision today to put these prices up. That's their decision. They could have said today at three o'clock when they seen the outrage about it, they could have said, okay, sorry, look, hands up. We got this one wrong. Uh, we'll pull back on that. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. It's not right. Not ready yet. Wait till after Christmas. They could have waited, but they didn't. They've got a budget coming up. They're certainly not going to change it back before the budget or at the budget. They're not going to put it up, as Paul Trevor rightly says, and then take it back down to the budget again. That's just not going to happen. So as in from tomorrow, because they said the garages won't put the petrol and diesel up immediately. Who are you kidding? Of course they will. They bought it at wholesale prices, less that excise duty. They'll be out there to try and make a few quid extra. So I guarantee you, at a minute past 12 tonight, those numbers will change on the forecourts. They're not supposed to, but they will. And of course, the restaurants will have to put the, probably the prices up this weekend. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Let me go to William. William, how are you doing here on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio? Hello? Hello, William. How are you? Hi, yeah, yeah, yes. Well, I, I'm a pensioner. And uh, my local supermarket increased prices every day. You know, it just, it's just unbelievable. And... It's not 10 pence, it's 50 pence now. But right. It's, 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 so you've just got to notice the price is creeping up constantly all the time. Oh, yes, but 
but not to do, not to this extent. It's fifty pence, and you know, there was one time, uh, this one I one particular item, it was uh, one ninety nine. It's for fifty now, you know. Mm. And they're not going by uh, by what it should really go up, you know. But it's, yeah, yeah. If you're to go by the government, yeah, the the yeah, inflation they say is only eight percent. So an item yeah. that's that's you know a pound should only go up by about ten pence or eight pence or whatever or eight yeah. cents sort of thing. So yeah. yeah, so you believe they're they're all gouging? They're taking advantage of this whole situation and charging what they want. Yes, and I live in an area where there's only one supermarket. and I was in another shop. We no choice but to go to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have to go into the city or into the town. Uh, if we want to get anything, you know, they don't have. And uh, you see, there was one, one item there, the, the biscuit, it was 90 pounds. They're now charging 230 for it, you know? Mm. Yeah. But the same about the biscuits. And I don't know, we, as a pensioner, we've all pensioned from my heart. We're 54 euro behind in our pension if we were paid the proper money that yeah. we should be given. Yeah, the same as the contributory. The they promised yeah. to bring it up. But there should be no, I, I personally believe there should be no difference in a contributory and non-contributory pension. Everybody should get the same amount of money. You yeah, know? I'm still... Uh, how, much, how much do you get in your pension, William? It's two, 280 or something like that, you know, okay. on that reason. Okay. And, and you get a fuel allowance then, of course, as well, yeah. Which, hmm? You get a fuel allowance. That's included. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's in the two eighty, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not a lot, really. It's it's difficult to make ends meet, isn't it? It's a, exactly that. Yeah. Exactly. Make ends meet. Looking for the cheapest thing you can see. You yeah. know. Um, what What would you say to Leo Varadkar, Michal Martin, if they were listening to you right now, William? What would you say to them? They live in a different world. You know. They. they they don't, they don't understand the people's frustration of trying to manage, especially, especially people with family, with young families and all, you know. And can and you pay your bills? Are you able to pay your bills? I can pay my bills I, I, because uh, um, I'm retired, right? And uh, uh, I've saved a few bob, and so... So you're going, you're going to your savings, I imagine, yeah. I can't buy the six euro point anymore, you know. No, no, that's, no. That's gone. And I mean, six euro, seven euro for a point of Guinness. And I don't hear much complaints about the drink going up. I don't hear much complaints about anything going up, unfortunately. I think people seem to be quite silent about it. William, thank you. And I hope, you're, hope your struggle isn't too bad, William. Thanks very much indeed. Let me just go to Bernie. Bernie, hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you now? I'm livid, actually. Okay, livid. A good word. I think um, I'm absolutely disgusted. I think if we don't stand up as a nation now and go up and tell them to piss off, I, I, I give up. They're a disgrace. I mean, there's people tonight who are now going into the hospital for chemotherapy and radiation for the next couple of weeks, and they have to put God knows how much diesel to get in and out mm. because they live in rural areas. And, you know, I was buy, I buy real butter, you know, what I can, but it's now gone to four euro. And, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah, know, the price. Like, I've noticed this, the price of everything is just, it hasn't just crept up, it's shot up. Shot up. 
Now, today I was in the lucky place. I got um, my pension and I went down and I got the, the um, kerosene, uh, 300 litres. It cost me 380 euro today. I know by tomorrow that'll be 450. And I won't be putting it on till December because that's what I had to do last year. I couldn't afford to have it on. But that's wrong. You shouldn't be in a situation where you, you can't afford to put the heating on when it's cold. No, no that, that's exactly what everyone is doing. I'm being honest. That's what we have to do. And I have a turf fire. I'm lucky and I'm hoping I'm able to burn the turf that I, I've saved it from last year. I didn't put on a fire every day. And that's all you can do. I'm being honest. This is, I'm a person who has worked on my life, I've paid my taxes, and this is how I end up. Through no fault of my own. Mm. Because it, 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 I can't meet the, 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 the cost living every day you should nobody you know, we should never people who have worked all their lives you worked as a nurse all your life obviously working you know for the state saving people's lives and looking after people etc etc and so you did a good job you paid your taxes and nobody should ever be in a situation be when they're elderly on a pension and a carer's allowance or working hard or whatever it is happens to be where you can't survive day to day and I'm yeah. not talking about fancy holidays and fancy cars. You know, I'm talking about I got two-day break up in Ackle Island on a, in a tent. <laughs> that was my holiday this year. Right. You know, and I'm trying to keep the money together because I know my kids are going to start struggling. They're in jobs that are just, you know, they're in some of them working crashes, some are in things. Yeah, low-pay jobs. Are you there? Sorry, Bernie, for lost you. Okay, hold on, I'll get you back in a second. I do apologise. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008 if you want to send us a quick message. Uh, I'll come back, Joe. I'll come back to you in a second too as well. We're talking about the fact that the government, look, we're already in the middle of a housing crisis or a, no, should I say a cost of living crisis as well as a housing crisis and everything else. And the argument constantly all the time from Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael is... You know, there's nothing we can do with the energy prices. I don't personally buy that, by the way. I don't believe that. But they say they can't do anything about it because it's a free market. There's a lot they say they can't do anything about it because a lot of it's part of the, what they call the free market. They could, by the way. I personally believe they could. But anyway, the one thing they can control is taxes. As in from midnight tonight, excise duty will be increased on fuel. That's a tax from the government. A tax that was taken away when we hit the worst of the crisis, the fuel crisis, going back in 2022, last year. What was it? It's hard to remember now, it was in the days, because COVID kind of messes your head up a little bit. Oh, sorry, I'll get, our, I'll get her back now in a second as well, if I can. Um, and on top of that, you're going to have to be paying more for your diesel, more for your petrol. You're also going to be paying more just to go out and have a meal or go to a hotel if that's what you want to do or use any part of the hospitality industry because their VAT rate is now going up as well tonight for midnight. On top of that, in another month's time, I think it is, or is it two months' time, they will be increasing the excise duty again to the rest of the uh, amount that they reduced it by last year. That would be okay if the price of fuel had come back down to where it was. Now, don't be fooled when the government gave that bit of a reduction on excise duty. They didn't lose out on that. Because you have to remember, they charge 23% VAT on fuel and energy, right? So when fuel went from being 130 a litre to 210 a litre at its peak last year, they were charging 23% VAT. So they were making more money. They're still making more money. But they want to make a little bit more. 
out of the people who are already struggling. So why, why are they doing that? Are Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue not looking out and saying, to, you know, the people of this country are already struggling. Why, why would we do this to them? Let me go to Joe. Joe, how are you doing? How are you? You're well, Niall. I'm good, Joe. What would you like to say? Yeah, Niall, this government is looking at the Irish people and they're saying, they're looking out through a big window and all they're seeing is fucking Egypt because we just keep taking what they give. Whatever they decide to do, we would say, yes, sir, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Micheál Martin, your ancestors, you should be ashamed of yourself. Your ancestors are fought to give us our country and our freedom or turn it in their graves looking at what you're doing to the people of this country. Mm. I'd like to see them living on a, 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 that, that elderly man living on a pension 280 quid a week. I would like to see them live on 280 quid a week. That's it. That's including his fuel allowance, by the way. Months. Yeah, that's... For, in- for six months. Yeah. You, you get no more money. You go and live on 280 quid a week for the next six months mm. and you don't complain and then then, then, right, then we'll agree that what, what you were doing to the Irish people is right. They wouldn't last two weeks. Oh, Bernie, who, Bernie, who was on a pension there just who was on before you. So Bernie is back there again. I mean, Bernie, like she, I mean, she's worked all her life. Yeah, and I have worked all my life and I'm very proud of my, my, my you know, I'm very proud of my family and the generations ahead of me who worked hard, who never got anything off anybody, and they sh- showed us the way. And here I am. I can't show my kids or my grandchildren the way because it's, I'm lost myself. I'm sorry, Bernie. I have this country. This country has gone to the dogs, and I want us as a group of people to stand up and say enough is enough. I want to stand and watch their faces of those men who are supposed to be leading our country and tell me why I have to leave the country like this for my grandchildren. This is not what my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents did. They went out and worked and they fought for this country and they lived on nothing. And now I'm going to hand it over to my children in this state. No. It's enough is enough. I know I get it. And And I can feel the passion in your voice, Bernie. I really can. I can feel how hurt you feel because like what most of us, we love our country. We love Ireland. Although we love other countries in the world, we like to go on holidays and everything else. But we love Ireland because that's where we're born. And now we're in a situation where Ireland is one of the most expensive countries in Europe. Well, I know it's the most expensive to buy energy in, but it's one of the most expensive countries in Europe. We're being priced out of our own country. Yeah, and like, now nobody minds if there's, if there's a crisis all over the world and we have to put our shoulders to the wheel. We've done it long enough. We know about this. This is our own country doing it to us. These are people we have in power. Actually, we never even voted this crowd in. They came in anyway. And they're useless. They have a brain cell between them. And they're not practical. And they're just spending money hand over fist on everybody else except their own people. And when I see people dying on the road here because they can't, they have to wait for appointments for hospitals and they can't get their own people checked out and they're dying, you know, from heart disease because they didn't get checked in time and they couldn't afford it. I'm sorry. I've had enough. That's not the health service I went into to help people with. Stay there just for a second. Let me go to Robert as well. Robert, how are you doing? Noel, how is the form? I hope you can hear me well because I'm driving here. You're on a loudspeaker. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. So, look, I'm, I'm with my colleague here. We're just driving home. We've been in more than six months, 15 hours, driving from the west of Ireland back to Dublin. All right? Mm-hmm. This country is fucked, Okay. Okay, let's not beat around the bush. And it's the government's fault. 
and I'm not ra- I'm not racist at all, Noel. You know, I, I you know I, I I'm I'm a one for all kind of person. I like every nationality. I like every type of person that walks on the earth, provided they're good people and they have respect for one another. Um, we have a business. We make school furniture. That's what we do. Uh, the job advertised um, for months for a carpenter couldn't get one at all. So we start advertising in um, Facebook groups for for non-nationals. You know. Yeah. And um, we'll hire anybody that wants to work. You know. So we got uh, we got an application there from a guy a couple of weeks ago. Seemed to tick all the boxes. A Ukrainian guy. You know. Um. But he's no English. But thankfully, I had a Ukrainian guy working for me who's been in Ireland the last 20 years. So he was able to... Translate, yeah. The, 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 the interview, you know? So I says to your man, I says, look, we, he showed me... First of all, he contacted me on WhatsApp, sent me loads of pictures of his work. It looked great. He specialised in building log cabins, all that kind of stuff. So he was well able to use the saw, well able to do his job. Um, so I says, look, come in for an interview. We sat down... And uh, the gentleman was telling me that uh, he was talking to me in, in, in Russian and your mom was, was translating it for me, that works for me. And he was telling me that he'd come from Estonia, lived in Estonia for the last five years, all right? Not even from, traveled from Estonia. Our government had given him protection until the end of 2024, right? So when I, when I went on to tell him about the wages and how the salary works and paid monthly, etc., and, and uh, the taxes that he'd have to pay and all that, you know? Yeah. He, he wanted to be paid cash. Asked me would I pay 200 euros in cash a day, a day, because he didn't want to lose his benefits. Ah, because... Yeah, well, I, I think the system, you're right, Robert, the system is all wrong. It's it's just, it needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. Like, you know, I really feel for that William guy, the pensioner, you know? Yeah. I pay 50 percent tax, I'm sure you do as well, and anyone that earns over 40,000 euros, which is not even a good salary, anyone that earns over 40,000 is in the high tax club in Ireland, okay? Now, I'd have no problem paying that if I knew the money was going to William, and the money was going to our pensioners, and it was going to the people that built this country, the foundations of this country, years and years ago, and they're retired now. I'd love for the money to go for them. But I see, I'm, I'm listening, Robert, you're 100% right. I'm listening to Bernie, and I've, I've spoken to Bernie for many years. And, you know, she's a retired nurse. She's worked her whole life saving people's lives in a hospital. Yeah. And now, I, I can, her voice is, there's a quiver in her voice. I'm sorry, Bernie, I'm not trying to embarrass you. But she sounds like she's almost going to break down because she's so upset that she can't just afford to live in her own country anymore. Bernie should be earning what she earned when she was working, retired. That's the country that we should be living in. We should be able to pay our people that retired the salary they earned when they were working. Or at least close to it, yeah. Or close to it, and allow them to have a good life and enjoy their life. They've worked their whole lives. They should be earning proper money from a pension. €250 is an absolute fucking joke. My wife goes to Tesco. She spends that on a week shopping. How can you survive on that? Do you understand? Well, you know, well, 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 hang on quickly. Bernie, how do you survive on it? Because I go shopping once, once every three weeks now. And I buy the basics. I pay, I buy two litres of milk once, maybe once in 1.5 times a week if I need it. And like, I'm okay if the family don't come, but if they come, I have to have stuff in. 
So I'm very aware of what I'm spending. And I know, you know, if I have to give anything to anybody like my kids or somebody in trouble, I know it's going to dig deep, but I can do it. I have to help other people. That's what we're meant to do. But, I mean, this government aren't helping me, and they're not helping anyone else who's trying to survive in this country, except the people who are not part of this country. And I'm sorry, but that's what the, the reality is showing. What about this? Yeah. My heart to Bernie there and William, it genuinely does. You know, I feel for them, you know. And it, it's just, we need to do something. I mean, we need to do something fast. But, 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 why, but why is nobody doing anything? But, I mean, today we knew about this for midnight tonight. And again, I don't accept from the government. They used to turn around and say during the year, oh, there's nothing we can do. It's a free market. This, this is a governmental decision to put these prices up tonight. In I'll the, tell you why nobody does anything. Because the minute people go out and protest on the streets, the government turns the guards on them. The guards get violent. They're out with bats. They're supporting their own people. They're pushing them off the streets. You don't even have a right to voice your opinion anymore in this country. That's the way it's gone. Yeah, and and we were never that kind of people. We were never. Even at our worst times, we always got out and did something about something. We don't seem to have a backbone at all left because we're all worn down and eroded from all this shit that's going on. Sorry. I kid you not, I, I was absolutely disgusted the other day when your man came in for an interview with me. He came from Estonia. He gave me his protection card that our government gave him till the end of 2024. He drove up now, albeit an old car. It was an 08 or 09 Mercedes he pulled in in, an Irish registered car. He'd only been in the country two and a half weeks. Do you understand? And, and, and he wasn't willing to, to pay taxes or anything. He wanted cash. But he had a PPS number. He had a protection number from our government. That's right, Jay. They get a temporary number. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, so I don't drive my car. Yeah, so I can't drive my car maybe only every very, very small journeys. Because, I mean, if to go and visit my mum now in Dublin, it'd cost me over €120 Euro just up and down. Because you have to stop and pay the tolls and whatever. Like, how am I supposed to do that? Like, how am I supposed to leave her up there and say, sorry, Mum, I can't come and visit you because, you know what, our government has fucked us over. You know, I'm her daughter. She, she actually you know, reared me, brought me into the world and gave me the best, always told me to work hard and keep your head down. And it'll come out right in the end. Well, it's not coming out right in the end. It's not. It's fucked up. And I'm tired of hearing about everybody else getting something and we get it eventually. No. We need it now. Our government have to go and we need a decent person to run this country because we're decent people. No, I don't. I, 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 no, I'm sorry, Robert. My heart is breaking here. I swear to God, I'm just getting so upset. This it's, it's frustrating. I'm driving home here, Noel. I worked 15 hours today. That's what I have to work to make ends. Classic Hits Radio. Now, I did plan to end this topic at about 10 o'clock because we have the stuff to move on to, but I've had so much reaction, particularly, by the way, to Bernie. Uh, some of the messages coming in. Please, Bernie, keep the chin up. Somebody else says, my heart is breaking. I'm actually crying my eyes out listening to Bernie because I'm in exactly the same situation. Uh, I purchased some heating oil yesterday, just like Bernie, because I had a feeling the price was going to go up because somebody mentioned it to me. Well, no, I'm, I'm not too sure about the cost of heating oil. Well, the cost of heating oil has gone up, by the way, because the, the cost over the last three weeks of oil in general has gone up. Even though, can I point out, the cost of Brent crude oil, which is what oil, oil products are made of, has not really gone up. Uh, in the last two weeks. So the, 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 the actual, the highest price we ever paid for Brent crude oil or for, you know, what they call a barrel of oil was back in 2008. And back in 2008, 
on the forecourts, we were being charged 134 or 135. Now, I know there's a difference in the dollar exchange in 2008, so I'll take that into consideration, say 140 even. Um, but it doesn't make it up to 175. I'll give you my version of why I believe energy prices are so high. My version of it is, is that back in 2012, 2013, when Green Party policies first came in, investors in refineries got scared. They said there's no point investing in refineries anymore in the West or in Western Europe because they're moving to sustainable fuels like windmills and solar panels and all these other things, by the way, which are not cheap, can I point out? There's actually a myth that these are kind of cheap options for fuel. They're not, or for energy. So because these investors pulled out, the more expensive part of, you know, refining products, oil products, um, including plastics and nylons and all those other things that are made out of oil, um, is refining it. So what happened in hindsight is that the Brazilians, the Argentinians, the Indians, the Chinese, the Pakistanis built more refineries and we let a lot of them in the West close down. And because we let them close down, we then had to buy the oil at premium prices from these other countries who were buying it at discount prices. The other thing as well, of course, at the start of the war, we stopped buying oil from Russia. And that's virtue signaling. Because Russia then sold the oil to other countries at discount prices who in turn refined it and sold it back to Europe at premium prices, you know, mixed in with other oil that they've got. So we really were buying it anyway. So that's really why we're paying more for the oil that we're actually getting at the moment. There is no real reason for it to be the price it is, apart from the fact of lack of investment. Uh, because of the idea that fossil fuels, we shouldn't be using them. And I, by the way, I'm not a person who believes we shouldn't be, we should be using fossil fuels. We would eventually run out of fossil fuels. I don't know when, maybe 100 years' time. There isn't an endless amount of fossil fuels. But at the moment, there is. There's, there's an abundance of fossil fuels that we should be using until we get to a point where we have enough other sustainable fuels at a reasonable price, maybe nuclear, um, to sustain us and to power our homes and heat our homes, etc., and move our cars. Anyway, there's my little rant over. So they're doing it arseways is the point I'm making. <laughs> That's really the point, isn't it? So anyway, so many messages, sorry, coming in about Bernie. Uh, and I want to go to Rose. Rose, how are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. Oh, how, how are you doing, Niall? Um, yes, I'm, you were talking to the, the man about, or the mom about the fuel. They tax us on that. So by the time you get it, it's not worth worrying about, you know. Mm. And every time they, it comes in every two months, they, it, 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 they used to do units. But now they do it when they give the government, give them the money if it goes to you, whatever yeah. company you're with, you know? Yeah, the credits. So that's yeah. the way they do it, you know? Yeah. But uh, I notice now I've been using the gas during the summer because I, I've had a lot of sicknesses when they bloody got COVID there a few days ago. That's not good either. So you, had to, however, so you had to put the heating on, yeah. I ha- well, I had to put on hot water when I needed it and stuff like well, that. Yeah, I should expect and you should be able to put your up, hot water on. Doing it up, twenty euros doesn't go very far. No, like I, you're looking at it and you're you're saying, "Oh my God," you know. Yeah. And it's just chewing it up, you know. Mm. And I understand where that lady is coming that you're talking. It's very sad that she can't make it to see her mother. Yeah. Like. You know, like it's it's really tough, and I, I remember. Years I mean, just ago, one journey to see our mother would be half her pension. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I remember my uh, many years ago. My dad used to say, "You know, you have to get out and fight. Sometimes, you know, get out and on the streets and for the government 
And we used to always do it when we were young. You know, you got out and you fought for what you... And, you know, you, you didn't cause trouble, but you, you made your point and that was it. Now people seem to just, as you say, either they're just too stressed or they just don't know what to do anymore, mm. you know? No, they don't. And, and are, you, are you making ends meet, Rose? Oh, Stop. I won't even go there. I try not to think about it because I, if I do, I get upset. I dread Christmas. Last Christmas was tough, mm. but this Christmas coming now is going to be tougher. And, it's, and as that man said, every time you go to the shops, there's 50 cents. There's a euro. Some of the things are six ninety nine, And you're saying to yourself, it's only a bit of shampoo. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of w- w- try to work that I buy something this week. I don't have to get. And where it do next you week. where do you shop normally? Would you shop in Tesco's, Aldi? Well, Dunn's? I I I just find I don't like a lot of stuff. Our littles, to be honest. Like, okay. I mean, some stu- some some stuff, stuff is okay. But yeah. I do go to Dunn's. I kind of like the stuff in Dunn's. Okay. Um, but uh, as you say, um. That's where I'd go. Cause but that's what you're used to, of course. You know? Yeah, you're used to that. You're yeah. used to your own brands that you do. Well, look, I wish you well, Rose. I hope you get through the Christmas okay. It's going to be a tough one this year for everybody once the winter months kick in. Thank you, Rose. Let me go to Martin, who's been waiting ages. Sorry, I do apologise, Martin. I have so many people I need to talk to. Martin, go ahead. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Martin, Yeah, I mean, look... It, it really pains me to talk about this tonight because I know we're already in a crisis and yet the government, who have complete control over this increase tonight, are continuing to increase prices. Well, I think the first thing to say is our government are not our own government anymore. They're no. acting on behalf of WEF. Mm-hmm. And if you look across the Western world, Trudeau, Ardern, Macron, Merkel, Varadka, they're all WEF global economic graduates. And this agenda thirty that they're pushing that you own nothing and be happy is you can I've, see. I've heard I've, I've heard that prediction of yeah you will own nothing and you'll be happy you know you won't even have a car and everything will be loaned you won't be to able you. To afford a car. You won't be able to afford a car. You won't be able to run a car. You can't get driving lessons. You, you can't get insurance. But, but there's no doubt. You can't get a house. The, there's no doubt the gap between the rich and the poor is getting bigger. There's no doubt about that. And, and the first thing I tell you is this cost of living crisis. Is, is BS. It's a cost of lockdown crisis. That's what it is, where they printed billions. Mm-hmm. Inflation was, was an obvious follow-on to that. I think so. And I think now the mortgage interest rates, which is normally the cure, by the way, to inflation, is not really working. Well, they don't want it working. End of story. The more people are relying on the government, the more control they have over the people. Mm. I know I know, that's a theory by many people. I'm not going to disregard it. Well, it's, 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 it's not a theory. You can look up the WF website. Oh, no, no, I know all about that. I know all about the World Economic Forum. I, I'm well aware of it. I, I've read all its recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. I know. I've read about you know where all the elected leaders of the Western world go to a private meeting in Switzerland every year? What's mm. that about? Yeah. No, I do, I, I do understand. And by the way, I, I'm not ruling out the fact that, you know, most politicians are self-serving. They're thinking of their own careers after, you know, the elections are finished or after their term of office is finished in Ireland. They have their own careers. Sir Michal Martin has already been talking about a job in Europe and I think he's offered one or something like that. And surely Radker's probably looking at a job in Europe too. Um, so, you know, it's all, there is a lot of self-serving going on. I would like to think they have, you know, the people's best interests at heart. But it's hard to believe that when you see a country that's already struggling, people that are already struggling, and yet, you know, they're happy enough to put the prices back up or put, you know, tax back up tonight at midnight, you know? 
It's hard to understand that. This country is effed, as as, uh, you can see it the last few years. I mean, they they don't give a flying fig about the Irish people. They don't care. None none of these guys have petrol expenses. They put them all in as expenses. They don't care. Of course, that's what I know. I've said that for years, that politicians don't, they're not like you or me. They don't run down the stairs in the morning wondering if they've got 20 quid in their wallet, you know, for the the cost of diesel that day. They don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, you know. No, you have Pascal, I don't know who's cycling in there. I'd say Pascal is claiming expenses too to get to work on his bike. (laughs) If he lives more than 12 miles away from the doll. Oh, he'll probably have an address more than 12 miles away from the doll, won't he? Yeah. Isn't that the rule? Is it 12 miles, isn't it? They're, They're criminals. They're all criminals. Well, I won't use the word criminals, but you may not be fond of them. That's fair. That's fair. No, and I accept that, by the way. Heft, heft from the people who are paying all the bills. Mm-hmm. That's a crime. Well, anyway, okay, so Martin, what's the, what's the end result? Do you think it's going to get any better? Oh, it's going to get worse. It'll be, people won't be able to afford, they won't be able to afford to rent homes, they won't be able to afford to buy homes, they won't be able to buy cars, insure cars, run cars, and they'll be totally reliant on the state for everything. And then they have you by the balls. Because they control what you do, what you get, where you can spend it. I was only watching a documentary on China the other night and, you know, this credit system they use. Social credit system. Social credits. It's an incredible system. It's an incredible controlling system. And If you go online and post a bad post about the government, you can't buy a plane ticket. You can't get on a train. You can't get on a bus. They control that. It's an incredible system. It's And, and, and listening to some of them being interviewed... They seemed happy about it, which was bizarre, because they're so used to being controlled. You know, they're like, a lot of people like to be told what to think and do. Sadly, they don't critically think for themselves anymore. Mm. Like, I couldn't agree with you more, Martin. Thank you for that, Martin. Let me go to, to uh, Mary. Mary, hi. How are you, Mary? Hello, ha- hello, Mary. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm livid to listen to that poor woman. Well, Bernie, it's yeah. Just- yeah, it's just, I don't know. But I was just saying, I, what I'd done was I text on WhatsApp. I was in the post office today. Now, my post office is only like a room, you know. And no problem, I went down and um, there was this girl, two in front of me, and she was at the thing and being paid 900 euros. Now, she wasn't Irish. I don't know what nationality she was. And she sent that back home to wherever she came from because the girl went over and gave her a hint to do all that. Like, to Western Union, I assume, or whatever it was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She was sending but no, I don't, no, we don't know the circumstances of the individual involved. Now, maybe it was back money no, she was owed for something. Or, you know, but, but we know that we are not treated equal. We are not treated equal. We're living on day-to-day basis now rather than the way we were living two years ago. And what's, what's your circumstances, Percy? Are you working, Mary? Are you retired? What are you? I'll give you an instance. I was working for for um, cleaning houses for Pakistans and yep. people coming in who needed the houses or whatever. I yep. was doing that. Lovely people to work for. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not racist by no means. And the government had to pay them to, to pay me. Right. Clean their house. I'd love to get in someone to clean my house. Although my house isn't, you know, there's only two of us in it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, when we had all kids when they were young, nobody came in and cleaned my house. No. And are you managing, you know? Mary, you and your, your other half of the two no. years there? He is managing. 
No, no, not my other half, my son. My son. Oh, your son. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess managing. Barely. Barely managing now. Barely. Like, will you sweat when, when the winter bills come in for, you know, the electricity and the gas or the oil or whatever it is, will you struggle? Oh, I will, definitely. I had it on up for a half hour. Turn it off. Gone. 20 euros now last night for an hour. It went into 20 euros. For one hour, I turned it on. That's terrible, That's, isn't it? 20 euros, exactly, because I have the meter, the card. Is that gas or oil? Yes. Gas. I have the meter that you put in your card, you top it up in, yeah. the, in your local shop or whatever. And I said to Ian, my son, check that there now before we, and he did. And I turned it on and I said, come on, we have a party, we just turn it on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we were both, it, 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 it got nippy last night. Oh, it did, it got a bit cold last night, yeah. And it was 20 euro for the hour. 20 euros for the hour, because I said, I'll go out now and check it, because we were bringing in the dog. And we went out and 20 euros exactly gone. Out of your credit. In one hour. I said, turn that off. Yeah. Do you know? And, see, and even if you don't, here's the thing, even if you don't use it, the same with the electricity, there's a service charge. Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, so even if you put credit into it and never and don't actually use it, they keep taking money out. Oh, yeah, because you keep taking it out because you have the purpose of it. Yeah. Do you get me? You have your yeah, meter. Because, yeah, because it was so your meter. Yeah. Just, just for the privilege of having it, even if you don't use it, you get charged. Yeah, I know. You get charged because you can see your electricity and everything yeah. the way that's going. You know, you have to top up that electricity at least 60 euros a week to say, right, we can turn on something. 60 euros a week. And what are you cooking on electricity? Yeah. Oh, I'm cooking on electricity, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and whatever you do with electricity anyway. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Even to turn on your immersion. Well, that, that's a no-no. Oh, the old, oh, the, end, the immersion is, is a no-no, isn't that's it? A no-no. Yeah. Or your spin dryer. Those things are gone. They're out the window now. Oh, the spin dryer will only go on now. Oh, do you know what? That. The immersion. Mary, uh, the, the immersion reminds me of my father. That was the most popular word that came out of his mouth. Did somebody leave the immersion on? <laughs> he was constantly like going on about the immersion. Yeah. The immersion is a burner. Believe me, it just, you couldn't keep it on. No, it just burns the electricity, literally. Yeah. The most expensive things you can run in your home, by the way, for electricity is, you were right, your immersion, your spin dryer, and guess what's next? Your electric kettle. The kettle. The kettle. Oh, yeah, the kettle is another, mm. another, um, Corner, we yeah. call it. And we love our cup of tea here, you know, and people constantly are boiling the kettle all the time. But it's uh, 1.5 kilowatts. Yeah. If I was going to do it the weekend, obviously I've got to turn on the heating for them. Yeah. Do you know, and I have actually three radiators turned off to save. To try and save it. Gas. I don't know. I've done that before, and I don't know if it makes a difference turning off a few radiators. I don't think it makes any difference whatsoever. Maybe, maybe it's just my imagination, but I just, I just think, I don't think it does. Mary, I hope you struggle through the winter. I hope you, well, I will not hope you struggle. I hope you get through the winter without struggling too much. I do apologise. And, and I hope you manage to do it. And you are right. Everybody's right tonight. Everybody's talking from the same hymn sheet. Let me go to John. John, hi, how are you? How are you doing, Niall? How's things? Good. John, not a, not a good day for the Irish. Cost of living crisis only being added to tonight at midnight. Oh, are you on speakerphone or something there, John? You're on the other side of the room. It's hard to hear you. Hello? Oh, yeah, go on. How are you? 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you connected with the Bluetooth there. Um, I didn't even know there was going to be these parties. I was that busy all day. Uh, there was going to be parties going to me. And I just saying to myself, like, and everybody in this country is probably saying the same thing, the government is an absolute disaster. And it's as simple as that. Like, there's people out there struggling, like that poor woman. And there's people out there working there, like, as hard as they can two jobs or whatever, doing the best they can and they're getting crippled with taxes and payments and this and that and the other. And like that lady said, I ain't racist, but my God, these I'm going to say something are coming over and they're treated like kings. I, I'm going to say something that maybe isn't too popular. If we were flush <laughs> and we were doing okay and the cost of living crisis wasn't here, I don't think we would have that same attitude. Now, don't get me wrong. Absolutely, you're right, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know, don't get me wrong, I believe there are people chancing their arm coming to this country, of course there is. Listen, there are, But there are I'm people who genuinely... Near a place, yeah. There's I'm people. walking beside a place where there's these lads and they're in the hotel, right? Very well-known hotel in Dublin. And I walk right across from them and they have a big restaurant and all and they're getting catered for and everything. And there's security all around the building, patrolling. And there's people doing all cleaning and, everything, and this building. And I'm standing outside my job Sweating about doing a mixer in the evening to make sure I have money for whatever. And these boys are strolling by. Grams. And I get I get that. I know what annoys you. And I get that. Absolutely understand. And what I'm saying to you is, if we were being treated with respect as citizens and we were allowed to earn a decent living and our wages matched the cost of living and the crisis that we're in at the Mm -hmm. moment, we wouldn't begrudge as much as we do. Absolutely. Because we wouldn't feel so bad. We'd say, ah, I couldn't give a shite about that. Now, don't get me wrong. We do need to tighten up immigration. There's no doubt about that. But what I'm saying is we wouldn't care as much. This problem creates a division in society. You know what I mean? You wouldn't. Like you said, with anything like that, you wouldn't care. Like, even if it wasn't a refugee thing, you wouldn't mind if your neighbour had a nicer car from you. You knew you could buy a nicer car. Absolutely. If you were on your your post, you'd be like the becker next door. But if you knew you could afford it and say, I don't want that, you'd be all right about it. Mm. That's the thing, like that, like just people, like there's, look, everybody says the same thing. This is the homeless crisis and stuff. I know it's true. I'm not saying it's yeah. not true. It's just like the country can't cope with what it has at the moment. Like, and there's, See, like, I, I feel sorry for you people. and every single person that is listening right now is paying taxes to to do all this stuff for our people, and the Irish government can't even look after its own citizens. I spoke to a woman there recently and she's been homeless. When I say homeless, in temporary accommodation, right? And she's been in temporary accommodation for nearly a year. She's been on the housing list for more than 17 years or something like that because she's not high priority because she's on her own. And she said to me, she said to me, yeah, but she said to me, she said, and she wasn't being bad about it. She said, I've seen some Ukrainians getting those uh, nice houses down in Cork, you know, the what's called, like the cabins, whatever, those nice. And they're lovely homes. And there's a picture of the Taoiseach and the McKee, right? And she oh. said, and I, she said, it's not their fault. I don't blame them. But she said, exactly. they're only here a wet day. I'm 18 years waiting to get somewhere to live. Mm. So I can understand why that yeah. we turn people oh. against each other. Do Listen, you know what I mean? I'd take advantage of it if I could. If they told me tomorrow I could pretend I was Ukraine and go over there and get free breakfast every morning, I'd say, yeah, no problem. I know. You would take it. They're only ta- As you said last week, they're only taking advantage of something they can take advantage of. It's not actually their fault. It's yeah. the government's fault for being blind to this and trying to portray our country as this helpful country that will help everybody in the whole world. Mm. Oh, we'll do this and we'll do that. And we bend over backwards for every 
thing that the EU likes to to throw on top of people. And Ireland are always the first country to to bend over backwards. And without do, looking do you, after our own people. Do you do you notice your wage packet? Was we used to call it a wage packet years ago? It's not a wage packet the anymore. Tax has gone up. Yeah, no, it's not the tax. The, no, it's, like just, yeah, it's just like I I remember. Now I get an okay wage, right? I'm not, I don't work in RT. I'm not Ryan Tuberty, but he stretched the imagination, right? But I there was there was a time going back four or five years ago, right, where I got my money and I didn't really have to look at my bank account and worry too much, thankfully, right, because I was in a lucky position, yeah. thankfully, right. Now, don't get me wrong, I worked hard for it. But in saying that, now I'm like everybody else and I'm I'm watching yeah. the money bleeding out of my yeah. bank account. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're looking at it and it's the small things and it's the small things like the curry on a Saturday night or something. Yeah, know, or as that woman Rose said a few minutes ago. Tomorrow now as the gas goes. Uh, like, a bottle of shampoo, five ninety nine. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's extortion. Everything's extortion. Like, yeah. nothing's cheap in this country anymore. Like, there's nothing cheap. You have to go down and put. Like, I'm a mechanic. I work in a garage. I'm fixing people. I have to go down because my tire went flat there day to the petrol station. And I wanted me to tap my card on it. Yeah. Like, are you for a drive home with a flat wheel? I'll bump <laughs> you tomorrow. Get up. You know, I'm not. I'm not miserable, but I'm not doing that. Like, you think yeah. it's just a, like that's a silly little example of it. But like every single thing is just. Up, but I, up, up, yeah, I, but I just asked, that's the question I was asking there about six weeks ago. When did we start paying for air <laughs> in garages? When, it, yeah. when did that come in? I know, I know it's like a two euro or euro, whatever it is in the apple greens. When did, or whatever it is. I have on it, it's saying no. All oh, right, sound, and I haven't got any money, so I'll have to. Like, imagine you had, like, like, like imagine you were stuck, stuck. Like, I'm not stuck, stuck, I don't care. But imagine you were stuck, stuck. Like, it's some L when it's eight years of age with Yaris going to Talaboy Pass. And she gets a flat wheel. She's no special car. What is she going to do? She hasn't got a card. It's just a like, but that's a silly little first world problem. But I just mean everything's just so hard for everybody in this country already, and it's just getting harder and harder and harder and harder for everyone. People that can't afford gas, people that can't afford rent, people that can't afford electricity, people that can't afford school uniforms for their kids. Like the I, I'm, dude, looking, yeah, I'm looking at a text here from Sinead who texts in the radio station on a regular basis. She's quite an annoyance, actually. Uh, I call her Sinead the feminist. Anyway, she says, Hi, Niall. Just saw an episode of Reeling in the Years from 1999. There were plenty of people with that with this racist attitude towards refugees then. It didn't age well. They look like racist idiots. And while I feel for the people on the show tonight, some of the guests sound so ignorant. Listen... Right, well, listen, Sinead, I, I'm not racist at all. I, I, I work with a foreign lad. He's one of my best mates. Lots of, I, 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 a, lot of, a lot of foreign people are nicer than Irish people. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, no, I'm not racist at all whatsoever in one bit, way, shape or form. Mm. It's not that. I said, and everyone else will agree, including yourself, it's just people that are taking advantage of it. You're right, and as I said, if we were all in a better position and we weren't being fleeced, we wouldn't feel so bad. The government creates this division. But stay, yeah. stay there. Actually, let me just go to John as well. John, hi, how are you? How you doing, Al? Good. I'm, right, not, I'm, I'm way over time on this, John. But hey, whatever. Go ahead. Right, Niall. Um, to the other John there as well, and to everybody out there, there's a simple solution here. There's a bottom line. We need a brand new election. We need Absolutely. this government gone. And and I will say, and I will also say that every politician, including the one that you had on at the beginning of your show. Well, he's a councillor, so yeah, move on. Yeah, or councillor, what the hell he was. He is contributing to the bullshit that Leo, Martin and Ryan is pushing on the Irish people today. Every politician, Sinn Féin, on to the whole lot of them, or ain't to, or whatever. I like ain't to. Are responsible okay. today. 
Yeah. And they should all lose their jobs and we need a brand it's new election about, here. I think it's all about making themselves look good in, 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 a, in a European way. Look at us as I a country. We, look at, look what we do for everybody else. No, but that's what I think the, our government is doing. They're like, look at yeah, us, look, we're is, doing this and doing that. But like, you can't even look after your own. So, so what you're telling me, lads, is a, a general election tomorrow in the current state is pointless, is what you're telling me. No, no, it's not. Uh, at this stage now, every politician now needs to lose their job. But, but, but here's the thing. Can I, can I, well, can I say something to you, right? Yes. Uh, you know, I've seen good independents, right? And, and they have the best intentions in the world. And they're great. And I'll bring them on the radio and I agree with them. And I think they're great and they're wonderful and everything else. And then they join a political party because they want and to. And that's the end of that. And, you know, as they said in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Actually, it wasn't Spider-Man. It was actually Churchill said it beforehand and so did Napoleon. But great power comes great responsibility. They change, John. It, like if you, yeah. if I said to you tomorrow, John, I'm going to give you 150 grand or 180 grand. I'm going to make you a TD and a minister, and I'm going to put you in the government in Fianna Fáil. Right now, I know you might want to, but I guarantee you, you'll toe the line for the 170 grand. Oh, you'd be corrupted in six months. Yeah, you'd be gone. No, because I mean, you're, I, I you're think, in the I mean, all these people, and and, and 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 that's the way it is. That's just what politics does to people, John. Exactly. Niall, what, what I have to say here, we have a doll at the moment. We have opposition parties that you are speaking we, we, about. We don't have there. an opposition party. We don't. No. They're, they're well, silent. Well, they are, well, in theory, they're supposed to be opposition parties that will uh, argue against the government's policy and all the rest of it. But uh, if you look at the doll today, every politician that sits in that, I don't care whether they're the good, bad or indifferent, each one of them are helping Leo, Martin and Ryan to stuff the Irish people up day in, day yeah. out. Because they're not standing up and they're not... And they're, do you know what? They could easily walk out of the doll and say, listen, lads, we're not dealing with you anymore. This is gone. Is it gone? Is it done? Is it, I don't care about Europe. I couldn't give a toss about what's in Europe. The fact is the Irish people here are suffering. That lady who you had earlier on, I fell for her. Yeah. I mean, oh, I could actually stop. hear Heartbreaking. how she was, she was ready to implode on live radio today, tonight. And that's because of the stress and the frustration of that yoke of a Leo, Martin and Ryan today. And mm. I don't care whether they're vexed. And as for the refugees, send the whole fucking lot of them back home. Good luck. Oh, okay. I don't oh, okay. Well, see, now, now, you didn't need to add that in, did you? No. Yeah, I mean, well, hang on, John. There are good people who are refugees who come to the country who need help. And you wouldn't be saying that if things were okay and you had money in your pocket. You wouldn't be saying that. The government have created that division. No, we have our own people yeah. to look after. I'm not saying that. we don't, and you're right, and you are all a hundred percent right. We wouldn't. The, people probably wouldn't have the same issue if people were being looked after properly. Yes, you're well, right. You know what, Noel? There's two things that we'd love to know, and I say a lot of people never think about it. There's two figures I'd love to know. I'd love to know how much it costs roughly to solve the housing crisis for all the Irish citizens. Money won't right? solve us. Or, listen, no, but what I mean is I'd love to know when, well, someone estimated it somewhere. How much would it cost to put every Irish citizen in the gap somewhere and how much it's cost so far with the refugees in total? I'd love to see the figures. Well, it is, well, it is expensive. And again, I, I don't think it's fair to do it that way or to talk about it that way because we have a responsibility to both. We have a responsibility to our Irish people, first and foremost, otherwise we're in dereliction of duty uh, as a government. 
and we have a responsibility to other people who come in. Like, for example, people who come from Ukraine, for example, we do have a responsibility to help other people who might be coming from a, situ- a bad situation. But again, you are right, and everybody is right, even though the politicians have said it, we have a duty to our Irish citizens as well to make sure that they are looked after too. And, you know, and we wouldn't have the problem of people giving out about, oh, look, the refugee got this or the refugee got that and I didn't get it. If we were looking after people properly, if our health service was in check, if our housing crisis wasn't a problem, if the cost of living crisis wasn't the way it is, we wouldn't have that issue. You know, when you're standing, John, on your lunch break and you can't afford a roll, you know, in the spar shop that particular day and you're telling me you're looking at the fella across the way in the hotel, the refugee, and he's getting free catering, of course you're going to be pissed off. But, but yeah, but, but if you weren't being as taxed as much or you, you had the money for the role that day in the spar shop, you wouldn't think twice about it probably. Sorry, John, what are you trying to say? Yeah, I want to say, so. look, if you look at Europe today, they have capped the numbers of refugees that are coming in and out of their countries. Ireland is not doing that. This is not, it, it, but, but, John, this conversation is not about refugees. Why are you mentioning refugees? The conversation is about what the government are doing. And what they're doing is increasing prices again tonight by increasing taxes. Yeah. For the for ev- for everybody, right? You shouldn't be spending for, it on. Absolutely. Well, yes, I agree. Yeah, but as you rightly said, Niall... Money is not an issue in this country. You do realise that. Money is not an issue. In the next budget, we'll have six or ten billion spare. Money is not an issue. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.
Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.